Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Getting to know you, having a good nose about you, having a game Looking at what makes you tick. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Nigel and Len's Propaganda. This is a podcast, if you haven't already heard, where we invite a guest, a bit desperate today, short notice, but anyway, whom we have so much in common, well, not this one, obviously, but have a propaganda, which we will do, but what makes us all different. As usual, I'm joined by co-host, uh, Lord Leonard of Canning Town. How are you doing, Len? Fantastic. How are you, mate? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Not too bad. Good yeah. stuff. Getting ready for Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bit of oh, a We rush. should say uh, this is a Christmas special. Yeah. People, a proper Christmas gander. A proper Christmas gander. Oh, so, uh, as usual, I'll leave it up to uh, mine host to introduce today's special guest. Well, special is a very good word for him. Um, it's the classic out of Turner. It's Sean Weston. He's wormed his way on. Say hello, Sean. You've worn us down. Um, look, thank you for inviting me on, guys. It's, it's, we, it's we a pleasure. Invite you. It's a pleasure to be your Christmas guest. We should have called this the last resort. Really? <laughs> really, to be fair. Uh, hopefully I feel the a little bit like sloppy seconds that, you know, basically all your other guests let oh, you down. You're not, you're not you're that not high up on the list, second. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> but I, I'm here to fight for my rights. Yeah. I'd just like to approach. Uh, now, you'll fight for your rights. By saying that, you're going to say you're going to. Claim the state of mind status and plead towner. Is that what you're trying to tell us? I am, Len. I'm, okay. I'm going to plead towner. You always right. say it's a state of mind and not where you're it's, born. It, that is true. I was, right? Know, and true. E- equally, yeah. this sort of towner, out of towner, exists in your own little minds, in your own little world. So okay, I, I, I want to fight for towner status. Right. You're entitled to your point of view, but I'd just like to take counsel and approach the, the bench, if you don't mind. Yeah, come forward, please. Judge Khan. Mm-hmm. Fucking ain't the bastard. Yeah, don't worry. All right. The black, 
the, the black, the black cat will be going on. All right, yeah, okay. All right, let's see what he's got to say for himself. Now, we kind of preempted you're going to claim Turner's, and as such, I'm going to have to act as your barrister, which is, you know, I could be resigning in the next four or five minutes. <laughs> good. All right. Um, you do so a good let's, job then. Let's, 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 let's try and work out an opening statement. Get him up on the stand. Yeah, it's a state of mind. Up on the stand you go. What? So, well, Christmas is coming. Tell us your Christmas, your towner in exclamation marks, your towner Christmas plans. Look, I, just just as a bit of background, I come from uh, an East End background. My, my nan was born in the East End, was born in the Sound of Bow Bells. Um, she was a Cockney, right? Taught me all about pearly kings and queens and the East End and everything. That's why I'm a West Ham fan. I'm married into West Ham as well, by the way. My my wife's mother uh, was born in Number One Durbin Road, which is in Canning Town. So I, I although I wasn't well, born, I'm going to stop you there. Go on, it's, related to you, is it's, it? It's Durban Road. Durban Road, I see it in place right. though. First of all. It's where you sound you call on the sound of I, I know bells. it's fast though. I was just taking the piss. Come on. So what I want you to tell me is Go on. where are the bow bells located that you claim to be uh, your grandmother was born within the sound of? Well, I think they're in bow, aren't they? Should we hang him now? Actually, I thought she was born in Whitechapel, but I just looked up her birth certificate. She was born, actually, in Adelphi Terrace. Do you know where Adelphi Terrace is? It doesn't exist anymore, but um, Adelphi Terrace is actually uh, the city of London, but but not very far from... Uh, that has been closer to the real bow, which is in just in Bow Lane, which is uh, right. just off of uh, Upper Thames Street, or the oh, other side would be Cheapside. So yeah, that's where in... the bow bells are, not in bow. Yeah, Adelphi Terrace, which is technically, I think, Westminster rather than East End. But anyway, uh, my so in well, East End Westminster, because the wind blows from west to east, so the sound of bow bells um, carried eastwards mm. from St Mary Le Bow. That's right. Um, therefore, if she is born in Westminster or to the west, uh, it's quite possible she couldn't hear them. Mm. Well, she always says um, um, she always says she wasn't. What born to the west? No, she she always she always says she was she was a proper cockney. Yeah, well, that's where you get it from. Where are you born? You're on the stand. Where's your place of birth, defendant? So I was born um, uh, in Canning Town, uh, which is. Which is the name of a ward in uh, Epsom Hospital in Surrey? <sighs> True so... story, bro. <laughs> All right, I might be Surrey born, but it, you said you keep on saying it's a state of mind. My state of mind is is East End. Right, I know Cockney slang, rhyming slang, and all that, and I go up, up apples and pears. And okay, uh, let's test you on this. Talk then. on the. <laughs> go on, let's talk. test you on this thing, shall we? <laughs> Cool. Um, okay, uh, let's ask him some, um, 
Now I'm scrolling down my questions. Well, let's, let's just ask him an East London question then. Which of these, which of these personalities? I'm doing this off the top of my head, by the way. Which of these musical personalities are not from East London or that that area? Keith Richards. Yeah. Steve Marriott. Or Lionel Bart. Can we just counteract that Lionel Bart wrote uh, the musical to Oliver? Steve Marriott was in the band The Small Faces and Keith Richards, happy birthday for yesterday, Keith, is a lead guitarist of the Rolling Stones. I thought you said Cliff Richards, so there you go. Um, you can throw Cliff in there if you want. Yeah. Wasn't born in... Wasn't Cliff born. Richard, Cliff Richard was not born in East He was London. born in India. Yeah, there you go. We could so, give him a state of mind if he wanted to, but we, it wasn't in the question, but, you know. Born Keith Richards. I'll go for Keith Richards because I don't know the other two. You don't know the other two. This no. is what this is the problem, Sean. The fact that you don't know the other two. It, hey, this is why to be my barrister. Point of order, Judge. My own barrister I'm is turning against you now. Me. We're we're in council now. The fact this is why in school exams they say show your working out. The fact that you don't know these other two East End legends, and that you know. You know Keith Richards is this simply, you know, why you're an out of towner. We're not saying there's nothing wrong with being an out of towner, but you don't embrace anything in town, Sean. You point the finger at us. All right, all right, all right. I'll change my. Can I change my plea? <sighs> Let me approach the bench, yeah. Nigel. Can he change his plea? No, I think he's got to carry on. He's dead, man. Walking. I know, but the more he talks, the more we bury him. I'm not that geezer in the AJ OJ Simpson case. Mind you, he got away with it somehow, but you know. <laughs> All right. Let's no, you can't change your case, Sean. Okay. We've All we've right. made the plea. It's a state of mind though. It's it is a state, a state of, of mind. mind. But it's a state of mind that you've got to be able to prove. I've watched Mary Poppins and I've you know, I can I can sing the uh the chimney sweep sh- song from if you know, if that Gordon, uh, Dick Van Dyke If Dick Van Dyke <laughs> could be a cockney, why can't I? It's a state no, of Dick, mind. Dick Van Dyke weren't a cockney. No, I know, he's an American. He's an actor. Which is what you're doing, an act. Yeah. It's contempt of court, really. Mm. I will hold him in contempt of court if he keeps on. On a vice of council, I'd like to plead the Fifth Amendment. Yeah, you see, um, we took his soundboard away my, from him. <laughs> we took his <laughs> right silence on the grounds it may incriminate me. All right, I'm going to give you a, a quick test then. Go on then. So, Amstead Eve. What's your Amstead? Teeth. All right. Okay, got away with that one. How about your Gregory Peck? Neck. All right. Should we go a little bit more? Um, what's, if, I, if I gave you a Nelson Eddy, what would you have in your hand? Oh, no, that's a, that's a more difficult one. A Nelson yeah. Eddy, I have, I have heard of that. He's an American singer, isn't he? Um... Nelson Eddy. It's to do with money, 
uh, I don't know. It's it's redies, redies. It's redies. I reckon. So, what would you have if 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 you got redies. a ready? What would you have in your hand? Uh, money. Yeah. What what note would you have in your hand? A Nelson Eddy. Oh, I don't know. Pound, pounds. That'd be green, wouldn't it? Wouldn't be red. Oh. A pound note. All right, a fifty. Pound note, Sean. Fifty. A fifty-pound note. Uh, a Nelson Eddy's a tenner. Oh, is it? All right. Okay, I didn't know that one. I knew it was money, but I didn't know it was a tenner. Yeah. Okay. We'll give you half a point there because you did. You did use a bit of initiative. Let's test him on another one. Oh. Um, Glasgow Rangers. Glasgow Rangers. You're making that one up. Glasgow no, Rangers. No. Um, Glasgow Rangers. Glasgow Rangers. Rangers. It's what you are, stranger. <laughs> Is it really? Yeah. Yeah. Strangers. I've never heard of that one before. No, I will. You know. You can't Glasgow claim Rangers, Strangers. I sort of get that. Strangers. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Yeah. Okay, I failed on that one. Which of these sweeties is East London? Trebor or Haribo? Uh, Trebor. Hmm, okay. Where was the Trebor factory? They moved, well didn't it, as well? All right. Well. Oh, yeah, okay. For town status, he would Yeah, he'd, yeah that's right, yeah. He'd know this. Look it, it up, John. Are, are you asking where it is? Where was it? Where was it? Forest Gate. Oh, oh that's Google. I'm looked it up, and he. He's looked that Gate. I remember you tell. This is one of the things you've right, told me. Where about the time. Forest Gate then? Oh, I don't know. Where, how big is Forest Gate? Well, name a road. <laughs> tell us where Forest Gate is, Mister Towner. Well, <laughs> it's E seven, obviously. <laughs> I think you're scratching around here. I'll, I'll tell you something. Cool. All right. Is, is there anything else, Sean Whetstone, Mister of the Town, that you want to add that that, that can finally convince us? Well, um, by by the way, I think it was Tree Boar Terrace uh, where the factory was. By the way, not that I googled well, that. Is that right? It is. Yeah, that was the original factory, I believe. You wouldn't know that because you're a bit of an out-of-towner, but that's where the old refreshers came from. Look, look, if you say it's a state of mind, I don't think we should have division between uh, West Ham fans. We have enough division with West Ham fans, with committees and no groups and everything else. That's not really it, it, part of them. You, you're kind of trying to create a division to say you're either in town, you're out of town, which sort of creates division. And we should be all about quality and inclusivity. And I want everybody to be inclusive. <laughs> and therefore, I think if I want to be an in-town, I can. In the same way that our American friends and uh, and friends all around the world can be West Ham fans without being from England, I can be an in-towner if I want to because it's a state of mind. I declare myself um, an in-towner, a towner, the case rests. Thank you very much. Thank you. Well, my summing up, I'm afraid I'm going to have to disagree. Of course, it's not an exclusive club. It is a state of mind, but it's a state of mind that donates more of a personality than of where you're born. So it more denotes the type of person that you are. 
and and time and time again, Sean, I'm afraid that even on this in this short 15 minutes that I've gave you the chance to convince me that you have that state of mind that you claim, you you, you don't. So passing judgment, I'm afraid we're going to take you to the Tower of London. And uh, hang, hang on. The Tree Ball Factory was in the corner of Shaftesbury Road and Catherine Road in Forest Gate. Yeah, well, it up. <laughs> <laughs> Google's a fantastic thing, Tom. So we didn't even get a chance to plea bargain. No, there is no plea bargain. There so is you've, no plea bargain. you've denied me my status. You cannot, yeah. yeah. You're the you Shemaya cannot... by Gamma, this or whatever her name is. What what right of appeal do I have? Where, where does this go? Where well, does, you're going to be dead later. Yeah, well, but well, well, there should we'll be a right of appeal. We can throw it to the, the we throw it to the rebel, to the listeners. Your right of appeal. It is my right. Let's be by honest. The way. You're even less popular there. Can I can I make a suggestion? It's my right to be tried by twelve good men and true. Right, all and women. Right. So right. I, I demand that I can't. This is this is a kangaroo court, right? By a right. self-appointed judge, a barrister who no, obviously no, 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 is no. not on my side, and is, oh, is as well, look, is come on, give me a, a barrister who is batting for the other side. I'm sorry to say. Listen, and, I'm in the Kardashian position. I've, and, sat, and, I've sat next to you, and I think you're guilty now. This is a kangaroo court, and I demand to be tried by my peers, and therefore I think the decision should be made by twelve good men and true. I didn't. Right. I, I demand trial by jury, and the not this first... kangaroo. I do not accept the findings of this kangaroo court. Okay. Well, what we'll do then, the, the, we'll we'll put this up on the more than just a podcast Facebook. The yeah. first twelve replies of Towner out of Towner. Yeah. We'll. Um, I, I'll accept. But you're that setting judgment. a precedent here. You're setting a precedent because everyone's going to want this. And, you know, yep. we'll give it to them. We'll let them have it. We'll let them give yeah. them the right. Thank deal. you. I, I think that's the fair thing to do. I'll be... Fair I'll enough, be, fair I'll be I will allow you. That week. Yeah, I will allow him uh, four minutes on his appeal. So now, appeal to the listeners, Sean. Well, we are wrong to hang you in the Tower of London. I'll let uh, the as birds have a go at him right. first. Uh, well, what you do, you do it the old-fashioned way, isn't it? where perhaps we could hang, draw, and quarter him. And what you do is you hang him from the neck, and while he, but don't let him die. Uh, while he's still awake, you then slice his open and pull his intestines out so he can see what's going on and have a look to see what went on inside. And to be fair, Sean, you've got a lot of intestines probably looking at you. <laughs> um, and, and then we'll just uh, we'll leave you to rot on London Bridge. Seems fair. Okay. All right, sounds yeah. fair. So, use your four minutes wisely. Appeal to the listeners, the good, the good twelve listeners that, that answer first. Yeah. Why you think that we are wrong and that you, as you claim, where it is a state of mind. Well, we all agree it's a state of mind, but where your state of mind is a town state of mind and not hmm. our town state of mind. Okay, right. Uh, to you, Sean. So here's here's my appeal to the listeners. Look, we live in a world of prejudice. Uh, We live in a world where there is racism. We live in a world where there is prejudice against um, gender. Uh, We live in a world where there is um, prejudice against religion. We don't need any more prejudice. So what I say, you can be whatever you want to be, right? If I want to wake up and I want to be a woman nowadays, I can wake up and I can ask people to call me a woman. 
if, you've got a if, tits for if, it. If, 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 if I want, shush, no interruptions. If I want to wake up um, and, and change my religion, I can. And in the same way, I think we should have an inclusive society. And therefore, if I want to be a towner, I should be able to be a towner and no one should be able to uh, um, victimize me or call me derogatory names that I'm not allowed to be. So I appeal on you, the listeners, to give me a vote of confidence to say, not just me, but I'm fighting for all West Ham fans. And all, do you know what? If a Spurs fan wants to call himself a towner, he can. If I want to be a towner, I can be a towner. Anyone else can be a towner. Let's stop the division in the West Ham family and let's make this one big family. It doesn't matter whether you're in town or out town. And with that, I haven't done my full four minutes, but I'm going to say I trust in you to make the right decision. Thank you. God bless. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. What you're saying is, Sean, there's something wrong with being an out-of-towner, and we don't think that at all. Well, there's been a slight hint of that. There's been a slight hint of that. It's sort of, this is a special club being a towner. And if you're no, an out-of-towner, you're so. not part of the club. Well, it does come across no, that like true. that. Well, it does no, come across like that. This is what you liberals are all about. Oh, you should be able to do this. You should be able to do that. It's complete nonsense because what you're, you're 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 pointing out the fact that you're trying to say I want to be a towner because a towner's being great is greater than being out of towner. It's not. Some of the best minds and people in the world are out of towners. Are, are mean, you saying that towners are inferior to out of towners? Is no, that what you're saying? I, listen, I'm by towner. I'm by, or you know, dual nationality. I like a bit of both. You know. Uh, it's a chemistry. You swing, you swing both ways. I do. Is what you're I swing both ways, and there's nothing more with being out of a towner, being an out of towner. Okay, all right. Well, you're almost implying everyone's allowed to listen. Why can't we have our own identity? There's nothing wrong with being a towner, nor an out of towner. You should embrace this. The In French my... have a saying: "Viva la différence." Exactly. Well, I was going to quote. From the Bible, my father's house has many rooms. <laughs> and we are getting religious. Oh, dear. And I, you know, I feel more comfortable in the town of them than the outer town of them. That's all. Okay. All right. You know, but to be fair, if Sean wanted to be a woman, I think it'd have more. It'd be easier for him to be a woman than it would be for us to let him well, in town. I, I, it remind me of that that famous film, um, Life of Brian, right? Tootsie. Oh, Life of Brian, Monty Python, where he goes, I want to be a woman. I I demand the right to have babies. You can't have babies. Why? You haven't got a womb. Where's a baby going to gestate, you know? So so I'm, I'm taking that and, and making it one per. I, I demand the right to be a towner. Yeah, well. You can anyway, let's leave it up to listeners. Let's leave it up to listeners. So, I will respect the decision of the listeners. All right, we'll go. So let, let's let's try and expand then. Why? Why? I'm going to allow you a bit longer on the pill then. So, as it's Christmas, hmm. um, what was your Christmas like as a child? What type of Christmas would you have? Tell Wait. us about a Christmas of your childhood. Right. So obviously it was in Surrey, but but. You know, we'd have big Christmases, so we'd, oh, prob- we'd probably go around my auntie's, probably up to maybe 16 of us, 
we'd often on the Chris, Christmas Eve might go down the pub. Christmas Day often in the morning, while the wife folks sort of made the dinner, we'd go down the pub as well for a sort of Christmas lunchtime drink. Um, and then and then for Christmas dinner, we'd all sit down. Um, we'd have your traditional, you'd have a, a big bird. First. What, so you win the pub on Christmas Day? Yeah, Christmas Day down the pub, yeah. What are you eating? Uh, pork scratchings <clears throat> and, 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 and a beer, yeah. Okay, carry on. Hang on, before um, you do carry on, I'd like to, I'd like to pick you up on the, the wife made the dinner. Yeah, but so in, in the seventies and eighties, that's what was done. Nowadays, I make. The well, you dinner, wasn't married in the seventies and eighties. No, I wasn't. I wasn't. But but that's that's what happened. You said the wife made the dinner. The wife. So my auntie. So I'm talking about my auntie and my mum. They they did all the all the preparation on on Christmas Day. That's that's the way it was. Oh, carry on. So so obviously for Christmas you would always have Christmas uh, lunch in the afternoon, right? Preferably around two o'clock because you want to finish in time for the Queen's speech, right? Because you've got to watch the Queen's speech. So oh, you really you want to see Top of the Pops Christmas special first? Well, you'd want to see that and 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 Doctor Who and you know Last of Summer Wine oh, special and stuff it. like that. Anyway, so so you'd have lunch about two o'clock, and and your traditional would be. You know, obviously you've got to have you've got to have a big bird, right? So you have a nice turkey, uh, none of this crown malarkey and everything. Have a turkey. Uh, you would have, uh, you know, roast potatoes, um, probably uh, King Edwards in 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 cooked in goose fat. Um, you'd have your your Brussels sprouts. You'd have As a kid, so you had King Edwards cooked in goose fat. Yeah, you would have right. um, King Edward potatoes. Yeah. Cooked in goose fat. Yeah. Where did you get the goose fat from in the seventies stroke eighties, Sean? Uh, well, I don't know. You'd probably, probably get it from the butcher. I suppose the mother would have done the cooking. You done the shopping as well, did you'd she? Get it from the butcher. You'd get it from the butcher. Butcher used to sell goose fat. All right, carry on. Yeah. So you'd have you'd have the the, the, the turkey, the, the potatoes in goose fat. You'd have you'd have um, carrots, potatoes. You'd have Yorkshire puddings. Can't forget Yorkshire puddings. Um, Debatable. A family favourite always would be chestnut stuffing, and we'd always get the chestnuts from a local forest uh, and open them up, cook them with sausage meat, and make a family special chestnut stuffing. Uh, what I'd say: carrots, parsnips with a little bit of honey. Um, what am I forgetting? Is there anything? In oh, the 70s. pigs in blankets. I forgot the pig. You must have pigs in blankets. So little chipolatas with bacon around them. You've got to have pigs in blankets, uh, the parsnips, the carrots, the peas. That's it. And and then afterwards, you'd have absolutely Christmas pudding. The Christmas pudding would have been made by my nan, who who made it like six months ago, put a sixpence inside it. Even in the 80s, still she kept some sixpences, put a sixpence in the in the, the pudding and then whip up some um, double cream. And we used to, we have a little joke that we would then, after we whipped up the cream, we'd put the, turn the bowl of cream over people's heads and go around the table like Russian roulette <laughs> to see if it would fall. One year it did. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, you'd have crackers and pull the crackers and wear your hats and then you'd finish, be absolutely stuffed. Obviously you'd have chicken, um, turkey gravy. You'd be absolutely stuffed. Um, Watch the Queen's speech, and then in the 
in in the afternoon you'd play cards we used to play you know free card bastard brag and um new market was a fame favorite game of playing cards with with two peas and one peas we'd play some board games like monopoly and stuff and, and then by the evening you put on an evening spread with all the leftovers and some ham uh, and watch them you know some tv top of the pops doctor who last of the summer wine whatever the you know Morecambe and Wise, whatever it is. And that, that there you go. There, there's a, a typical Christmas uh, day. Okay, I'm going to... So I want you to now... what Go back, little 10, 11-year-old Sean. Yeah. What did you get for Christmas? Oh, 10, 11... Um, probably a 10... Probably Action Man with eagle eyes. Um, if I was lucky, maybe some roller skates or... Um, a skateboard um or a chopper if i was really lucky um did you get yeah. a chopper uh no i got something that was similar to a chopper but it wasn't a real chopper it was yeah chopper bike yeah it was a chopper bike so it, it wasn't really a chopper bike it was a sort of fake chopper bike yeah we used to uh, see we get we we scratching into your mentality oh i might have got a chopper you didn't get a chopper you no, weren't cool enough for a chopper, really. That's what you're trying well, to do. He, he might have got a chopper. You no, know. I don't he didn't. Enough, I don't think I, if I was lucky, for a chopper. His words were, if I was lucky, I could have got a, a chopper. Yeah, I didn't he, get a chopper. I got, I no, got I a fake chopper. And, and you know, the, yeah, well, it, it looked like a chopper, but it wasn't made by Raleigh, you know. You okay. Raleigh. Don't you remember Rally. what it... <laughs> <laughs> don't remember what don't you remember what this, your, this bike was called how can you forget the name of one oh, of your no, bikes I've got a picture of it and, and John will tell you about this I forget what it was called but it, it, it was a it was a yellow sort of bike that are, you like ungrateful? are you ungrateful are you ungrateful called it the was banana it called bike a, was it called a Viceroy that was a yellow one no it wasn't it yellow wasn't a Viceroy okay. where was no. the gear stick was it a Sturmly uh, Archer gear stick sorry was it a Sturmly Archer it had a gear stick like a chopper in the middle, because obviously the chopper did. But it, it actually had a spring, and, and the two, the wheel, you could fold the bike while you were riding and do tricks by um, by moving the back wheel separate to the front wheel, because it, it was like a trick bike from America or something. Uh, but it wasn't a chopper. Everyone, cool kids had the so, chopper. Hang on, you've gone from, my mum and dad couldn't afford a rally bike from Nottingham to import in a bike <laughs> from the fucking States. Hang on, hang on. Let me tell you, my first skateboard was made by my granddad who, 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 cut, an old, who, who cut two old um, roller skates apart and actually bolted them onto a piece of wood that he made. And that okay. was my first skateboard. Should have got um, some Kryptonics on it. Uh, no, they didn't. I didn't even have Kryptonics. I, all the cool children had Kryptonics. Yeah, I had a homemade skateboard, and my my skates, my roller skates, when I wore my leg warmers, were also not uh, didn't have Kryptonics. You know, I, they they were the old fashioned uh, roll, roller um, skates that you you probably had in the fifties. You know, anything else you might have got for Christmas as a kid. Um, do you know what? And I'll be absolutely honest, even though I was from a West Ham family, etc., I, I probably didn't really understand what it was to be a West Ham fan until sort of the 80s when I started going 
myself and with John in, on the terraces. So, so that, that was the, sort of, so, you know, all right. So I might've had a West Ham calendar, um, but I didn't really, when I was younger, I had West Ham tops, my dad bought me, etc. but I didn't really get a lot of West Ham stuff until I was a bit older when I really got into it in sort of that, that run in the mid eighties. Um, but you, you're asking me when I was 10 and 11 and not, not later on when I, maybe I was a teenager when, when I, I really understood what it was to be West Ham. What about television, Sean? What was your favourite Christmas? What did you Christmas Day? What did you want to sit down and look forward to watching? Well, I Any always look, uh, I guess I guess it was you know Morecambe and Wise was as a real youngster. I used to love Morecambe and Wise. Um, uh, Tommy Cooper as well in in the early days as well. I used to love watching those kind of Christmas Day special shows. I think we all did. I'd like to say Doctor Who, but I don't think Doctor Who really became a um, tradition to a lot later. I don't know. You might know this more than me, but I'm a big Doctor Who fan. Um, and, and Tom Baker was my, my big time hero in Doctor Who. But I don't think they started doing the, um, the, the, the no, Christmas specials in the early days. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. You know? Um, so, Malcolm Wise, if, if, if we're going in that era... Malcolm and Wise. You know no. what? I'm going to give it. I've never been a massive Malcolm and Wise fan. Oh, really? Really? Uh, I'm a more. No, I've always, I used to watch them. I'm more of a sitcom fan. And I even had the um, Malcolm and Wise 1980 annual. Do you know um, that's funny? You should say that. I think I had that. Someone gave that to me. Which, which uh, I'm sure had the words to bring me sunshine, so I could sing along on his. Yeah, thing. yeah, they did. I, I do recall that. Bring me sunshine. A lot of it was hand-drawn. Look, I know it's your show, but let me ask you twos. How does that differ then to your your Christmas days of, of, of when you were uh, 10, 11? What part? Well, I'm asking what, how, what gap analysis. Well, I would how say, different. first of all, I would have a town of Christmas Eve and an out of town of Christmas, really, generally, for the majority of it. Um, so I was at me nan's in Bethnal Green, uh, I'm talking about as a 10, 11 year old for um, um, Christmas Eve, whatever. I got pissed. Would I'd have a snowball? Oh, you can't beat best kids drink ever. Yeah, and I, I remember. Drink. Yeah, and I used to have Christmas snowball as well. Disgusting. We didn't talk about drink, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, but really, Christmas Eve was all about meeting the. Not meeting the family, but getting together with the family and um, having a drink. Yeah. At, at 10 or 11? Oh, yeah. Oh, I was drinking from five or six. <laughs> I've got photographic <laughs> evidence. Oh, I, it, look, it didn't do me any harm. I was introduced to alcohol at a young age uh, and um, just, you know, get it out of the system now and it won't be a problem later on. And I think that's. That's, that's true. true. I, as, I was, as I, I was, sit with a whiskey in my hand. <laughs> yeah, half lager and lime. Um, oh, yeah. That was, that was what yeah. my uncle used to do. Yeah, lovely. I was about 10, when I was about 10, and he'd get me half a lager and lime. Because drinks were quite limited in the pub. When you was, went to the pub as a kid, it was like a lemonade, a bash shandy, or a Top deck. How about top deck? No, I didn't have that in the pub. No. Well, you could. I thought they'd I sell tans. Top deck. Top Deck was a a, um, a shandy they used shandy to sell, um, oh. but they used to sell it 
Um, Shandy Bass was the one we had. Yeah, we had Shandy yeah, Bass. A lot of purple can. Shandy. I'm almost yeah. in a bottle. Oh, no, we had a can. Oh, we never you, had you any You'd not go down the pub then, Len. You'd not go down the pub on Christmas Eve on Christmas Day. No, no. We'd all sort of, no, because there's too many. Too, we had to come from a big family being, you know, working class, I suppose. Um, and we'd all, we'd all go around my nans. Um, both nans, actually. The the one nan earlier and then the other nan later on. Hmm. So that was quite another big day. Even though like, the, the growing ups like my father used to work. And then Christmas Day, it's not unlike yours, but I, listen, I don't pretend to like the fucking Queen's speech of Doctor. Really? Oh, I'm really, I'm a big royalist. I, I, I wouldn't. I, no, never I am. Would. I don't have to sit through that fucking shit. That was ten years old. Really? No. Yeah. See, really. I, used to like I must admit, I, I used to um, sit and listen to old Queen. So yeah. if I ask you some royal questions, Sean, yeah, I would answer. You'll, you'll them. be quite. You'll be okay. I should have thought of this. I'm a royalist. Right. I'm a total okay. royalist. All um, right. And when so, Queen's speech, not only that, but you stand when the national anthem. All right. Okay, I'm Mr. Royal, okay, Mr. Royalist. All right. All right. Okay. Uh, when King George abdicated, then uh, tell me his real name. Name he was christened. What? The, the one that abdicated? Oh, yes, that's right. The one that um, abdicated. Edward, sorry. I called him George. I do beg your pardon. What King was his real Edward. name? So, okay, but what was he? What was he christened? I don't know. Um, oh, Mister Royce, it was David, wasn't it? It was David. And how many times was his wife married previously? Don't you go start looking stuff up? I can hear well, you. I know she was a divorcee. Wallace Simpson. How many was a times divorcee. divorced? How many um, times? I think she was only divorced once. 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 Oh, I'm afraid the answer's twice, Mister Royce. Is it? Is it really? Yeah, it was. But, you yeah. know, we don't as royalists, we don't really like talk about. Um, King Edward. Do you know he was really popular in the East End of London? He was, wasn't he? He he did actually visit um, West Ham. That's right, he did. He did. Funny, I saw that the other day. Um, Not just that. um, I think the Matchbox Factory in places like that. Yeah, he was was a firm favourite in the East End of London. For some reason, he had a connection with the working class. King it's George, who replaced him, his brother. Um, yeah, you're looking stuff up, aren't you? No, no, no. I know. I know. No more of that. He's on, what the was the name of his speech therapist? Sorry, what was the Christian name of his speech therapist? Oh, I don't know. I've watched the King, no, King Therapy. We should thing. know the answer, then, shouldn't you? Well, you, being a royalist, you don't need to know all the servants. But he, oh, he the servants, oh, the servants. <laughs> But he came on a honeymoon with the Queen Mother to uh, Bookham, which is where I, I, I lived recently. So um, Polston Lacey is, is a stately home, and that's where they, they, they went on their honeymoon. And the Queen Mother, when she was alive, often used to come and visit there. So we used to see her quite often. And, and as a child, by the way, because mm-hmm. obviously, I mean, sorry, I was born in Epsom, Right, mm-hmm. we used to our schools used to on when it was Derby Day because I don't know if you remember, but Derby Day used to be in the week and not at the weekend. It was the first Wednesday of June. So, as a as a, a child in Surrey, very close to Epsom, they used yeah. to bus us down to 
to Epsom or Yule actually to a roundabout are given all these these flags, these Union Jack flags, and get ready. Go, oh, the Queen's coming! <laughs> we'd we'd wave all our flags, but they bust us all down as kids to uh, to line the streets of Yule, going to Epsom when she was on her way to the Derby. And occasionally, she used to stop and uh, talk to some of the children. True story. Yeah. I, I was a guard of honour for the Queen Mother. Oh, were you? Yeah, she visited the um, Plasto Memorial Church, but the building next door which was like an uh, old people's home. She was a firm favourite in the East End, the Queen Mum. Yeah, yeah. She came down and they needed a guard of honour. So I was in the boys' brigade in the church next door. Uh, I knew a recorder, had a photograph of me. It's not very flattering, I must admit. Um, with uh, My brother was in the guard of honour and me. There was about 10 of us, five either side. And we had to stand there. I don't know if we had to salute when she walked past. I can't. We had to have like a lesson beforehand, though, like uh, a month before she turned up, on what to do if she ever spoke to you. Oh, so if if, the, if you'd have to say like "ma'am," like "jam," or something like that, or "mom," you'd have, you'd have to say something first, and then you don't say that again. So I think it's "ma'am." Or mum first, Your majesty and then first, majesty after, and then that's or something. Yeah, it was something, and we had to, and then that, yeah, we had someone from Buckingham Palace came down and and gave us some lessons. Well, um, talking of lessons, let me finish my lesson with Sean, yeah. Mister Royalist. What's the date of the coronation of Queen Elizabeth II, Sean? Oh, you should know this. I know it's nineteen fifty-two. Oh, you're uh, already, aren't you? Yeah. Oh, no, 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 Yes. This is a good question because I know something happened and I can't remember the answer. Something um, happened. Something from a, a, happened. That's right, it did. Something happened that day. Yeah. Um. Well, uh, what well, apart from it being the first major TV thing uh, to be broadcasting color. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? 
Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Yeah? Is that what you're talking about? So, yeah, what, yeah, so what happened that day? Something else happened. Something else happened. I don't know, is the, is the answer. Put us out of our misery, Nigel. Um... You were born. No, it was announced, it, it, or, or news came broke that day, that Edmund Hillary had made it to the top of oh. Mount Everest. Oh. I didn't know that. And I said he was not British. He was a, a Kiwi, I believe. That's right. It was a New Zealander. Uh, obviously, she was Queen of 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 um, Great Britain and the Commonwealth. So That's therefore, correct. Edmund Hillary's Queen. Something else that we don't celebrate anymore. That's another one of our differences that and, people like Sean not to brush under anyway, the table. Anyway, I'm, I'm not actually on trial for being a royalist, am I? So no, I don't well, know you, why. You can't know. Listen, I think you'll find when you rewind this podcast and listen to it again, you can, hey, you don't listen to the Queen's speech, do you, Len? I know enough about the Queen to tell her, the, 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 I don't need to listen to that. I was a child. Don't try and say. I'm yeah, just that saying that, all right. So, all right. The history was we were made to watch the Queen's speech. All right. I've carried that tradition on to my children, and I always make sure now, whether it's a learned behaviour. Of course, I wasn't a royalist when I was eleven. I couldn't give a shit. I'm a big royalist, is what you said. I am a I royalist am a now. Royalist. I am a big royalist and, now, and I well, believe you've got a funny way of showing it with your answers. Well, I just I don't know the history. Like I, don't claim, I, I don't claim to be a royalist biographer and know all the history, right? I can all still the like people the involved. <laughs> no, I know the main person. In my lifetime, I've only known one queen, Queen Elizabeth. That's II. all of us, Sean. Right? That's so all that's, of us. I understand. So why do I need to know the history of all because the others you, to be a royalist? I'm a, I'm a royalist. I'm a aggressive royalist, you said. I'm a royalist. You don't need to be a history buff. I didn't say I'm a royalist history buff. I said I'm a royalist. I don't know what your big... You oh, seem to take the exception about up me digging you out for not watching the Queen's speech. No one's digging you out. We just thought, this is what it's all propaganda's all about. We don't just scratch the surface. We have a proper dig, <laughs> deep delve. This is the thing where it, where it comes with, with your, you say, as a state of mind, old, you're a tanner. So, um, and you know, we're... The judgment will be done by the jury of the listeners. Yeah. So what we're then trying to do coming down is, well. yeah, is, you know, when you say you're something, 
you got to back it up. Of it. I mean, I'll go back to your Christmas. Uh, um, I mean, roast potatoes with goose fat. We just had roast potatoes. We just had you, the turkey. Yeah, but what were they bottom. cooked in, though? What were they cooked in? Roast right? potatoes in the meat. Of the, in, the, in the meat juices. That was it. All right, okay, fair enough. Yeah. All or, right. Or, so, yeah, but, a bit of lard, to be fair. Yeah, a bit of lard, right? So what's the difference? Yeah. Lard. Goose fat is well, large, mate, really. Yeah, we, never, we, we never, we couldn't go down the shop and go, oh, you got any goose? Down the I half don't know and where half. you'd find it. Yeah, oh, come arm, on, mate. the butcher we would give you. Everybody knew. Butchers would sell goose fat in, in the old days because a lot of people used to have geese um, as Christmas as well. It wasn't, it well, wasn't they just. They may have done out of town, but I can't. The only geese we had were on the pond. It's all right. We've heard from. Jay, how about you? Would you wouldn't you have a traditional Christmas dinner like the one I suggested? It's hard for me. I mean, I suppose did I have a traditional East End Christmas? Not sure. We didn't go down the pub. I grew up a single parent. My, you know, the the pub on Christmas Day was mainly the blokes. Get, get out of the way. Yeah, Christmas get out morning, the way. Yeah. You know, we, me and my brother would have a stocking. My mum wouldn't let us open as presents because when we were like four years old. We ran in at five o'clock in the morning, opened all the presents. You know, we didn't get a lot, but we ripped all the name tags off. So my mum went mad because she didn't know she was a great stickler for you had to send a letter to say thank you for the present, whoever had got it for you. And now she didn't know who'd got me what. So from that day on, um, never opened. We had to sit down Christmas presents after dinner. So we'd get a stocking. Um, Christmas dinner was just turkey. Um, Brussels, carrots, peas, um, Yorkshire pudding. We might have some raisins in the Yorkshire pudding, to be fair. And it was it was baked like a loaf of bread, funny enough, in, in, a, in a cake tin, Yorkshire pudding, not the round ones. We'd have a slice of it. We'd have the Christmas pudding. We'd have probably 50p in it. I'm not sure my mum had old shillings and whatever. Not the old she, sixpence, the old silver sixpence. Yeah, well, well we, we didn't carry around, you know. All the money, my mum didn't have a lot of money. She used to spend what she could. But it, these were sixpences you know, that were handed down in the family. Sixpences lying you know? around. I've never done that. Christmas presents for me, I mean, I've kept quite a few of them. I'm looking at half of them. I've got football annuals. So 77 was the first time I got the shoot annual. Yeah, um, I'd get a West Ham hat and scarf, uh, and possibly um, when I was about ten, younger, I'd have got the I got the remember getting the West Ham tracksuit. Um, would I have been ten? Yeah, so the FA Cup. Yeah, I was ten, so I got the tracksuit, the blue one, which they'd sell in the retro shop, didn't they? I think the the light blue with the stripes going down the side. Um, that was it. Got, used to get a chocolate orange, and that's oh, the one yeah, thing I still get. Still get oh, yeah. Yeah. chocolate orange, and I still give my kids tap it and orange. unwrap it. Yeah, that's it. I don't yeah. think you need to do that now. Your mum still gets me one. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, my mum still gets me a chocolate orange, and I get my kids oh, a right. chocolate orange. And, yeah, and tangerines, I mean, though. How about tangerines or, or satsumas? Clementines. No, no, no. I'm not, not really. And, and potatoes in in your in your sack if you've been bad. No. No, no, no. Sack, sack. You were having a lot, and yeah, we used to get a, a stocking. <laughs> you were lucky. You it. had a sack. Ooh, we had yeah. a we yeah. had a little we had a little sock. If we were lucky, didn't get a stocking yeah. in our days. 
I've got a Stretch Armstrong Shocking one. Night. The unbreakable toy that I broke. I've got a Stretch Armstrong. I broke mine. Yeah, pulled his arm too tight. and Yeah. Went, and yeah. All that stuff come out of it, mate. Yeah. <laughs> glued and never dried. How about nuts? You know, the old, the old like Brazil nuts with a nutcracker for Christmas. Did, did you no. ever have them? No? No. Never we had, had salted or dried. Yeah. I come from a peanut Box family. So my, my family traded in roasted oh. peanuts when I was Pers- a kid. Oh, well, didn't, wasn't it Percy's peanuts that was close in... Uh, no, we didn't. They were the rivals, Percy and Daltons. Percy, Percy and Daltons. Yeah, where were they? They oh, were not in... Percy and Daltons. They Separate, weren't two people. Know. Where, where were they? Percy Dalton. Ain't like Tate and Lyle, who were two people. <laughs> Percy, Percy Dalton. Where, where was he? Percy, Percy Dalton, Dalton factory was Fish Island, which is around the corner from right, Star Play. It. That's it, yeah. So, but yeah, my family was was. Um, what what was the other? Where did your peanuts come from? Well, obviously, peanuts came from a ball. I think the the legend goes that possibly one of my great granddad's cousins, who uh, was called Harry Larkin, was one of the first person to roast peanuts. Um, I've got pictures from nineteen ten uh, of the Larkin's peanut stall. They had um a shop in Hermit Road, uh, which obviously is where the Thames Ironworks first played football. And they had stalls in Rathbone Market. And up until I was eight or nine, my great-granddad had a peanut stall, Larkin's Peanuts. So, we, you know, we used to have a bag of nuts all the time, even at Christmas, but just the roasted nuts, you know. You just crack them with your hand. I never did walnuts. Or, or what's who the was the bloke that used to um, sell peanuts at the bowling ground, and you'd you, you'd pass well, the money down? And... Dalton's, wasn't he? He'd, he'd walk was along. He? What was the... his name in the white coat? I don't know. I don't know. The peanut seller. Yeah, yeah that's what I remember. He wore glasses. Yeah, yeah. And he could launch them to the back, and it. If you didn't catch him and someone in front of you caught him, you'd have to still throw your money down and hopefully find the person that caught you nuts. Yeah, I know. There you go. Um, but I never used to buy them because they were Percy Dalton's, so wouldn't, wouldn't buy them. What about Boxing Day football, Sean? Did you partake in any of that? Yeah, I, I, I did actually. I used to. Um, I used to uh, like a little bit of um, uh, Boxing Day football. Um, I mean, we we often used to go do some family stuff on Boxing Day, but th- there was a few yeah. times as a family that we we went to a, a Boxing Day game. Um, not in a long time. Well, we we haven't had a, a home game in a long time, so it's it's no, thanks to your mates. I, I can't remember the last time I actually went to football on Boxing Day, but yeah, yeah, a couple a couple of times. Not not majorly. It wasn't a tradition of. You no. know, West Ham were playing at home. We generally would... West Ham v Spurs, wasn't it? Um, oh, uh, as a teenager, no. I know it wasn't always. They, they did but... used to do mm. local derb. They tried to do local derbies in yeah. those days, didn't they? Yeah, um, well, when I was nineteen seventy nine. We were due to play Birmingham City. Yeah, um, but that, that got called off, and I made my uncle take me to the gates to prove it. I was I was a bit upset. <laughs> Um, but luckily I've got the program. Yeah. So I've got a program for the game that was never played. They're always more valuable. Of course, the game was replayed in the April. Billy Bonds got sent off and it nearly cost him his cup final appearance. That's correct. Um, 
then you know, well, none remember- of the players remember that. I, I think I've said yeah. this before. I try to put this in the film. Try and make a big deal out of this in the film because a lot. What people don't understand about a cup run, so many quirks went our way. It was unbelievable. The handball that possibly wasn't really an handball. What Kemet? Um, yeah, Kemet. Yeah. Um The sending off that just come out of nowhere, and they only sent. Um, yeah, um, only um, Brian Kidd got sent Brian off. Kidd. I don't know why I'm struggling with the names because I've been I feel like I edited this all my life. Um, the the astonishing display at the Orphans and Phil Parks that no one ever really got to see. So many things went away, and of course, the massive one was Bill knew nearly shouldn't have played in the Cup final, mm. but none of the players remember it. Hmm. I think we, I don't that. know if we rigged some of the one of the fixtures that meant it, one of the games he was banned for got played. Mm, I know we got away because we still had, didn't we? Still have? Uh, I know we had one game to play after the cup final, Sheffield Wednesday. I think. Yeah. Um, I think it was going to be two games after the cup final. They managed to shoe on one in. Yeah. Um, I mean, Boxing Day, blimey! We played Southampton once. Um, Auntie Penn, regular commenter on the show. We was at my granddad's who lived in the country outside Arlo matching. And um, so I didn't miss the game. Auntie Penn um, drove us down and we both went to the game together. That had been early 80s. Um, so, I, I mean, I never missed a Boxing Day game. I mean, what I liked in those yeah. days is you didn't have to book a ticket worry being out, out no. um, sold no. out. Every game, I wasn't a season ticket holder, nor was John. In the 80s, we just go, I mean, it sounds ridiculous, but we, we would go to a game. We, we would travel, myself and John would get two buses, right? We would get a bus from Chesington to Richmond. Sorry, a bus from Chesington to Kingston and a bus from Kingston to Richmond. would get on, on the uh, district line on uh, Richmond and travel for hours and hours and hours all the way up. Uh, to to Upton Park, get off there, and then just go to the turnstile to the South Bank and pay our um, you know what was it, fiver, four fifty, yeah, four fifty probably, yeah, somewhere around a fiver, four pound fifty on the game, two fifty young boys, and and, and I, I think I think only yeah, two fifty at one, I remember that, um, only a, only on one game were we, we ever turned away that they'd crammed so many people in they just couldn't fit anyone else in uh but i i it, in all the time where i went to the terraces i was only turned away once where you know and we'd turned up a bit late but every other time well, if you couldn't get in you could have always asked the ticket tats outside of what's so yeah of course you, anyway that's another story yeah um, but but you wouldn't you would you just turn up and and queue up and yeah. you know they would just they just crammed so many in um, yeah. <laughs> it was unbelievable anyway. Well, on that Boxing Day, you say cramming them in. I f- I don't know why we didn't have proper ticket for some reason. We had to sit. The, the trick was if you could get in on the west stand upper, um, you could go and sit at the back. So you'd sit on the stairs, but but on the back at the back row on the stairs. I know what you mean, yeah, because yeah. it wasn't, yeah, I know. That. And and the stewards, well, they would only the stewards would only stand then in the in the little lobby as you as you walked out on the west stand. So we would go and sit up the back, and it would look like you had a seat, but you didn't. Um, so I don't know if we'd done a two for one trick back then, where two of us went in on one seat. 
Mm. Um, Let me well, ask I mean, you one question, right? Go on quickly, because we're coming we're to an end. Yeah, yeah. I just yeah. want to what what is you know going back to East End traditions for Christmas? What 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 is a Canning Town Christmas tradition that maybe other people um, wouldn't do that is particular to Canning Town, Plasto, or wherever? I'd have to pass this one to Nigel. I wouldn't know. Uh, to be fair, I don't think there is something that ex- in that instance that is exclusive. I mean, I know a lot of um, my mates' dads were always in the pub. So, so Christmas Day, 12 till 2, was in the pub and yeah. the women would cook the food. Yeah. I, I, You know, my dad, you know, wasn't about when I was a kid at all. Um, I had my uncle who was about not about and then about for whatever reason. So um, I didn't really have that connection there. Obviously, my mum, it was just my mum and my brother and me as a kid. So that would be our Christmas. And then, but of an evening, we would we would possibly go out and see family. Um, that would be it. I don't think there is. I don't think there's anything I could say. How, oh, how about ball games? Do you play charades or... Um, card. Ten card rummy. <laughs> we didn't even call it you, Raj. You couldn't yeah. give us a clue. Yeah, ten card <laughs> rummy. That's a game that we still play now. I play rummy, game. but ten card rummy. Ten yeah. card rummy. Two decks yeah. of cards. You dealt ten cards, and you can buy cards. Um, and it's a point-based game, so it's got six rounds. And How you about crib? Up I used to play crib as yeah. a, crib as well was was yeah. another one. I used to watch the men play. It. I don't know how to play it with the matchsticks. Yeah, it's a ten card rummy. I mean, it took me till I was about fifteen before they let me sit down and play ten card rummy. Yeah, Newmarket was our game, and and Bastard Brag and uh, we the clock. Newmarket. I think the kids were allowed Very, to play. What was that, Jay? We played Newmarket. Yeah, you like you know, it's good. Yeah, Newmarket, it? right. We're coming up to the last minute yeah. now, so. Yeah. It's it's not for me now to pass judgment. I've passed my judgment. We've we've you've had a longer appeal than actually your first trial. To be fair, because we had you undrawn and quartered after twenty minutes. Oh, so were the listeners, don't you? Kangaroo court, though. Very very. I've faith in the listeners to come up with the right verdict on Sean's um, poor justice. If I'm going to direct listeners, I would like them to pay attention to what that what he claimed. And when questioned, what his answers actually were, because it's one thing to claim something, yeah. but it's another thing to actually deliver the answers that prove it. That's correct. Um, bear, in, bear in mind, he's a pathological liar, as we found out with the royal family. I'm a massive royalist. <laughs> what I'd like <laughs> listeners to think about is all the starving children in Africa. Uh, don't vote Towner for me. Vote Towner for them. We want equality for the whole world because I want peace uh, for the whole world for Christmas. That's all I want. I go. want peace among good men and West Ham fans. Thank you. I don't recall the defendant yeah. ever be able to make it a plea to the, the fucking, <laughs> to the jury, but there you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, I'd like to wish you all a Merry Christmas, people, and a prosperous new year. And hopefully one day we will all meet again uh, back at the football stadium Mm. Whatever stadium yeah, yeah. that is. Um, Len? Yes, mate. Do you want to say goodbye? Cheerio, everyone. If I don't speak to you again, which, you know, let's be honest, we don't know, 
Enjoy your Christmas. Sean. Merry Christmas. Happy. Shut him up. See you later, people. <laughs> Getting to know you. Having a good nose about you. Having a gander. Looking at what makes you tick. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.